hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. A little, little earlier, we're recording it a little earlier this week. I don't know if mm. we'll post it. I, I don't, I don't know the the gears going. You can't imagine me doing things for you, can you, Dan? <laughs> yeah, but we're uh, we're continuing our Summer of Cyborg event. I believe. I don't know if I got this. Are we in the fifth or fourth part now? Fifth. Yeah, I fi- want to say fifth part. Yeah. Yes, I numbered it wrong, but we are on the. <laughs> Fifth part, uh, we got another four episodes for you guys. What I hope to be a good mix of, like, character-centric episodes, you know, one of each for some of our faves. Mm-hmm. Um, pr- hopefully less on the uh, goober side and more on the gallant side, I don't yes. I don't know. But we'll, we can only... A recurring theme. We can only know that. I know for a fact that at least two of them are not uh, goober, but we can only know by, uh, you know, watching the entire set. Mm-hmm. Um, that. <laughs> can I? Um, <laughs> Am I allowed? So, uh, yeah, so before we get started, do we have any anime life or video game news to discuss? Anime life or video game? I don't have a lot. Um, nothing anime adjacent. I did uh, delve deeper into my Fellini collection and just mm-hmm. watching some Federico Fellini films throughout the week and this off week that I had. Not good for my anxiety, but <laughs> when do I ever make good yeah. choices, Dan? Yeah. Having yeah. just subjected you to the ending of Dogville for a pleasant romp on the mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where my mind goes. But uh, they're overall good. I did get to a chance to watch uh, Satyricon, which is like his ancient Greek slash Roman take, and it's very sexual. It's weird for Fellini, but... I. I'm a fan of his earlier work. I'm sure we'll bring it up on the pod. Uh, devastating movie news. Jessica Chastain has been cast in a remake. Of, <laughs> uh, scenes from Marriage. And I don't think Bergman needed a remake of it. And of course it's Jessica Chastain because that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And I'm not lambasting her. I love her. But of course it is, Dan. Well, another another thing we've willed into existing. You know, if, yeah. you didn't, if you didn't talk about her so much on this podcast, then... Who knows where we her can wheel a, or will a wheelbarrow full of hundreds? I take that over this, but um, yeah, what am I to do? Uh, there was a PS5 direct state of play, whatever that looked good. We get a director's cut for uh, Death Stranding, mm-hmm. which looks fun. You got your uh, what's the anime you enjoy, dear? A Demon Slayer. That we, that's got a video game. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, really, that's it. I've been playing some Mario Golf. It's simple. It's nothing to write home about, but it's casual fun play. Yeah, yeah. Waluigi and Wario just stepped into the story as treasure hunters, and they get struck by lightning, and it's. It oh, is what it is. Like the guy in Caddyshack, of yeah. course. Yeah, well, it's gl- glad they're referencing cinema like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, similar, similarly, I mean, it has been a pretty quick and busy week for me. I have not gotten a lot done, mm-hmm. um, but I have managed to play a little bit of Luigi's Mansion Three. Mm. I I don't know. I'm like ten years late on that. I don't know. I don't know when <laughs> it came out, uh, but I'm enjoying it so far. Like I saw. Mm-hmm. Oni plays or whatever doing their video on and I'm like this actually looks charming so I'm gonna I'm gonna try it Scoop out it up. um and other than that the only other thing that I indulged in this week was I watched no sudden move mm. uh, I believe the Steven Steven Soderbergh movie yeah that is on HBO Max now yes uh, it's got pretty stacked cast Don Cheadle Ooh. uh Brendan Fraser is in there Ooh. in a more antagonistic role uh Benicio Del Toro mm. uh tons of other folks I think like a lot of other character actors you would recognize from around um very entertaining mm. glad I indulged I I like a good crime thriller and if you're into that yeah 
discounts. I'm, I'm just happy you're watching movies, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, I am too. I am. Too. I, you know, something aside from the same five YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, you know it's good it's good to broaden my horizons. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean that being said, uh, we do have some good anime to discuss today. We do. Yeah. Some episodes that I don't remember exactly what happens, but something must happen, right? And we will get into that. Yeah. Uh, as to why that may be. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a slow news cycle. I, I don't think. Uh, I guess in the in uh. the span of time that since the last time we recorded, uh, the uh, Switch OLED edition. Oh God! <laughs> was announced. I, I blocked that out, Dan. Way to go! Because that was after we recorded, so. <laughs> Digging up old traumas, eh? Or should I say OLED trauma? Uh. Hey! hey. It doesn't look good, dear. But I understand if you haven't bought a Switch yet, or your Switch goes kaput. I guess get this one? Yeah, I... Well, I don't know. I mean, it's just a... I mean, it was just an interesting thing. um, Because, you know, the conspiracy theorists on the internet, some corkboards are lining up, others are not. Mm -hmm. Because in some leaks... They announced they were going to announce an OLED version first, and then we're going to get the the big bugo. But why next? But um, why? I I don't know. <laughs> but in some leaks, that's not the case. In some leaks, this was supposed to be the Switch Two or or the Switch Pro. U, whatever, yeah. what have you. The Switch Wii U. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so who knows what what'll happen? Yeah. It. I mean, I love Nintendo, but I won't be buying this, so my wallet is safe. Thank goodness. Yeah, no. I yeah. mean, I mean, I got a. I was lucky enough to get a launch switch. We both were. Mm-hmm. Well, my... I've got Animal Crossing Baby. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But you know, you know, beloved for a different reason. Yes. Um, mine has served me fine with its partially missing like B button letter mm. thing because it came out of the box that way. So sentimental, why? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't just trade it for any OLED version, <laughs> but because uh, apparently they didn't even fix like the uh, the Joy-Con. Like it's not a different it's the same Joy-Con set type. of Joy Cons. Yeah, just so, a premium white edition. Though. Yeah, so it it, it uh, it'll have people drift. might run into the same problems. Yep. So who who knows? <laughs> and it's uh, you know compared to when the Switch launched. We're living in different times, mm. so it's going to launch, and it's going to launch on the same day as Metroid Dread, and I would assume that the bots, quite poetically, <laughs> have already claimed, you know, whatever there is. <laughs> whatever was uh, remnants remained. So, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see how this, you know, mm. I'm sure it'll, I mean, I'm sure it'll do fine, but it's like... I think this might eclipse, like, the original Switch model, but I think they did that already, didn't they, like, extend it with a newer Switch model that has a slightly better battery life and such? They did, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's one of those, like, subtle model number changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the Switch Mini or whatever that, yeah. the Switch Lite. Yeah. But who knows? Mm. I don't know. Who knows? I, I can't, it's, it's just always, like... I, I don't know, because it's just, like, the people I follow, and obviously the, the circles that we, we are in, and we, we discuss <laughs> things with, mm-hmm. um, we o- I always get, like, the brunt of the Switch outrage whenever anything happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just, Nintendo seems to keep trucking along, and it, they just keep upsetting people, and mm. I don't, uh, you know, like, I had a thought that, that, obviously, I, w- I got my wish granted with Skyward Sword. Yes. But then people are big mad about 
oh, Skyward Sword, including I. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and then I'm like, okay, what if what if they actually manage to boycott Skyward Sword HD? It's not gonna happen. And, and I buy it, but then like the declining sales are like, we're not giving you any more Zelda ports. <laughs> it's like it's not gonna happen. Skyward no Sword, yeah. you know, but. I don't know. People love to complain, including us. Yeah, but I'll complain us. for the right reasons most of the time. Really, yeah. they decided on Switch OLED, though. That's the name. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. Huh. I don't know. How odd. Oh, but roundabout way, they improved the graphics for Pokemon. Oh yes, yeah. they did. They did look slightly better, tempting me to purchase this game now. Yeah, they they look <laughs> like they look like they have like actual textures and lighting in the game now. So mm-hmm. it's. You know, in a short span of time. Now, if they can just fix those overworld sprites. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, who, who knows? I don't, we'll see what happens when, because mm. when we started clowning on that, you know, it, it felt like a year away. Now we're only like... Two months away. Yeah, because time is, again, lost all meaning, but... Yes. Um... I don't know. Like, I, I'm fine with any appearance things as long as they don't cut content, but I feel like they're going to cut content, yeah, so we're yeah. going to... I'll be waiting to purchase that yeah. one yeah. until I hear more. But I'm, I am I do like that gen. I love Sinnoh. Yeah. I love the protags, the characters, best champion. If they speed it up a bit, that'd make mm. things better. Airbus Togekiss was, uh, you know... A lot of faves. Roserade. Yeah. Of mine, Lucario was in there. He's mm. uh, all, all like those five, the five like Power Rangers stat trainers. Fo- mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. again, as long you know, as long as nothing absurd is missing, and there's not like another, we're gonna put the Battle Frontier here, but we didn't. You know, yeah. but, but who knows? Who who, who knows? Yeah. We dare not. We dare not <laughs> speak yeah. something into existence because it'll um, happen. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, mm. uh, I got a few things. Um, the tangent uh, will not be, it's not going to be quite as pulse pounding as the Sniffiter with It challenge mm. of last week, um, but could could prompt some interesting discussion. Yes. Um, before that, though, we're going to be doing something all new for the podcast. Oh boy, it's uh, going to work so well for an audio medium. It, it <laughs> is, it is. Um, <laughs> I assure you, audience. I was forced to stop at GameStop uh, to, to get a, a gift for somebody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was very unpleasant, but I picked up one of these little Godzilla blind bag figures. Holding a blind bag in yeah. front of me, audience. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, it, no, it's definitely here. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you were here with us, you would see it. Um, there's a lot of different monsters available. Hmm. Uh, Odd you didn't pick up one for both of us, dear. Uh, yeah. I didn't think this one through. Jonathan could eat shit for all I care. I didn't, like, the thought dawned on me in the car, wouldn't it be funny if yeah. I opened this in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, yeah, for the podcast. Yeah, and you know, you know me, I just like to see Dan happy, so. So, like, those, those Twitch <laughs> live streams where I'll make the economy for these things jump up, like, yeah. 20%, because, you know... Everyone's gonna be doing it. So let's let's see what we get. Well, if it's Mothra, I hope you know I claim it. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a little guy, Gan. Oh boy, <laughs> we know him. My fave. Oh boy, that's you not a, out. That's not a bad pull. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a bad pull under the table, man. <laughs> Are you um, happy now? All, I am. Yeah. <laughs> the excitement. No, Who else was on that blind bag? Who was possible to pull? Uh, well, Godzilla himself. Uh, of and, course. And Giris. Um, mm-hmm. 
this I don't got any Hedora on there. To, no, Hedora is here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this this dude here, the skeletal looking dude, mm. was uh, Monster X from Godzilla: Final Wars. I wouldn't know. Uh, Ibira, <laughs> the giant lobster. No Octopusagon or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no Utaku. <laughs> no Utaku. Uh, Orga, who is also newer, Megagirus, the dragonfly, Hedora, Gigan, King Caesar, and it looks like the two mystery Mousketools mm. were. Uh, Manda, the sea serpent, <laughs> and I'm assuming baby gods. No Mothra? Ugh. No Mothra. One out of ten. Because <laughs> this, this looks like it's, I don't know, it's a mix of new and old things, hmm. so I don't, I don't know. Well, Dan got his fave, so we can all rejoice I, in his yeah, happiness. Yeah, it's it's not, uh, doesn't, doesn't feel too durable, but, <laughs> you know. Keep it away from Bandit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, good, good pull. Good pull. <laughs> I'm glad you're happy, Dan. <laughs> we could add more junk to our life. <laughs> any, 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 inter, you know, any entertainment value that I can bring yeah. uh, to the to the to the podcast. <laughs> but now for today's tangent. At last, I believe we have touched upon something like this in our previous like pre-episode discussions before. Mm. But I figured it would be you know kind of cool to go back, maybe dredge up some other memories like the last tangent that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of 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 animes of years past. Yes. So, what we're in now, this stretch of, of Cyborg 009, could, in theory, be described as filler. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was nothing happening to advance the plot, but the way that this anime is structured, they did manage to save, um, you know, some, like, character background information, mm-hmm. some other, you know, sneaky villain stuff into these episodes that, you know, make them worth watching. Yes. They're all worth watching, but technically they are not advancing the larger story arc. Mm. So, um, I figured my tangent today would be famous fillers. Oh. So we're going to, you know, if you if you have any specific memory... Uh, that, that you can bring up. I've got a big one, Dan, in fact. And I and that yeah. was the inspiration for yeah. this. So, um, yeah. uh, you know, if we should get it out of the way first... I mean, that's the one that comes to mind for me, yes. That entire second season of Haruhi Suzumiya. The melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh, the oh. second season takes place in a time loop, but they show you about 13 episodes of the same episode over and over again. Oh, yeah. And I remember yeah. watching it live <laughs> and hating it and, like, watching it live with friend of the podcast, John Carfiero. And, I mean, in hindsight, I realized that it's, like, a, a cinematic thing they're doing because they show you different outfits, different camera angles, same dialogue, and then a little piece of the puzzle every episode, and then sometimes not. That kind of represents the uh, feelings of these characters that are stuck without knowing and some of them repeating the same timeline over and over again. Yeah. It's kind of brilliant in the long run of things, but watching the same episode eight or so times does not make for a good sitting, Dan. (laughs) Well, yeah, whenever that's brought up, that's brought up as like one of those things where it would have driven you insane live in the moment. But if you go back, it's like you can reflect on it as like an art piece because it's like, oh, oh, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like... I, I would imagine that having to go through that live would have been mm. unpleasant. It was unpleasant, but I mean, that doesn't take away from that series. Still holds a close place in anime fandom. 
Let me think. There's got to be some Dragon Ball Z filler. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh filler. Oh. No, yeah, that's what I was oh, thinking. Oh, that's what that's, you were into yeah. that. Yeah. Because we literally, yeah. Yeah, like we sat the... down watched a couple of Yu-Gi-Oh episodes last week. And oh boy, I mean, I remembered and we knew. But there is a lot of, I'm going to draw a card and then recap what happened last episode for yeah. 20 minutes. And oh, the episode's over. See you next time, kids. And and we should note that as in the case of Yu-Gi-Oh with mm-hmm. things like that, it's not always that they have to, you know filler in the broadest context is not always if like the 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 anime supersedes or surpasses what the manga has covered and they have to adapt it sometimes it's also what i would get in my cheeks if i had the money uh, oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one for the wine moms yeah i know right <laughs> anyone over 40 <laughs> um yeah so sometimes it's purely because they get like an order of a certain number of episodes and obviously on on Japanese TV, they don't have, like, off-seasons, or they didn't for a while, like, conventionally have off-seasons, so you would have to keep the show going, Mm -hmm. and if you gotta do that, then you have to either stretch the material to, like, one manga chapter per episode, or or you have to fill it in with other things. Make up something new, like the Foxy arc in One Piece, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is, which is in the manga, but it is... In his own words, mm-hmm. I put this in as a fun filler because shit's about to get way too dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the same is also true of uh, is I'm I'm seeing some of this for the first time. The the Great Saiyan arc, yes, uh, it was in the manga, but the anime stretches it out, gives us some other like crime fighting mm-hmm. stuff with Gohan, um, you know, and his like budding romance with Videl, yeah, and that whole thing. Um, I think the obvious examples are, like, aside from Yu-Gi-Oh! and the the virtual world, the Noah Kaiba thing. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, again, as we discussed last week, the uh, the Waking the Dragons yeah. slash Atlantis Tiberius. arc. Silivori Calco, Stan. Because thinking over it, like, when we went and, you know, sat down and watched those eps, I, I remember that that saga starts with Yugi going into the basement of the museum to, to go up to the ancient Egyptian plaque mm-hmm. and like, I'm going to resolve the plot now. Yep. And then it freezes because the Atlantis crystal magic yep. interferes with other kinds of magic or yeah. something. And then before they yeah. do that, they still got the International Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, with, <laughs> to, with, to care. With, with... What's his name? Siegfried. Or, yeah, Siegfried is right. That um, is it, I think. I mean, <laughs> stereotypical, but yes, his name is Siegfried. <laughs> Who wants to, uh... Uses Valkyries to corrupt Kaiba's, uh, company. Yeah, cause... Well, yeah, cause Kaiba's dad committed war crimes yeah, against yeah. him. Gozaburo will yeah. do that to you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, all the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, a lot of the Dragon Ball stuff mm, with the, Let uh, me squint at my shelf. <laughs> what else is filler on that? Continue talking. Th- you know, the, like, the pre-Namek, where, like, Gohan mm-hmm. and, and Bulma and Krillin are cruising around the stars. Mm-hmm. Um making stops i mean there's a lot in sailor moon but i i mean on this podcast we like to skip over it a bit more i mean when we get to digimon we have to decide if you know that's gonna end yeah because digimon at least the first i mean they're all good but the first two seasons there's a lot of filler in there well would we ever dare to do a season in its entirety including filler is what i'm posing the question (laughs) yeah no we would have to consider that Mm. Uh, because I mean, even in this list, courtesy of TV Tropes, um, 
Digimon is apparently ranked as one of the better ones in yeah. terms of not having filler. Because I think Digimon did a thing, like, where it was entertaining no matter what you were watching, unlike yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! where it's like, recap, 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 recap. And their intro, and their intro, like, you know, a new Digimon would show up usually, yeah. so that's, you know, in theory, that's what Pokemon wanted well, po- to do. Pokemon feels like all filler to me, at least old ancient Pokemon. Well, yeah, the, during, like, the Johto arc when they canceled the the Onion Fairy Celebi yeah, too dry. arc, they, <laughs> Johto was left with gigantic amounts of filler mm-hmm. because they had no B-plot. They had nothing else to advance besides the badge plot, and mm-hmm. they had to kill time until Gen 3 was out, so that's, that's like, a pretty substantial example. Naruto mm. knocked off, I think, a lot of, or, you know, I, I think maybe a good chunk of American viewers because, you know, or just in viewers in general, because... They had, like, a year of filler episodes, because mm-hmm. they, they surpassed the manga. Um, Bleach, I think, oh, had yes, definitely. notable ones. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist averts it, because they started doing their own thing. Yeah, they know. invented, like, the manga wasn't done yet, or they, like, you know, changed the ending of that, and then we got Brotherhood. Yeah. So... Yeah. I mean, you know me, I like to stay away from longer anime, and usually the shorter the anime, the less the filler. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's my camp. I mean, of all the things I've watched, I mean, a lot of these are on are listed here as, like, generally keeping things slim. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even One Piece's filler arcs I find, I did find entertaining. Some of the... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> they're not... I mean, they're not great, but they're, yeah. like... Sometimes, like, the, the villains and character designs used in those filler arcs can be... Can be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the stupid... Uh, member of the long arm tribe with his alpaca chino the 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 bazooka who you might ate, as well be talking to a wall dear who ate the alpaca fruit mm-hmm. and gained alpaca powers as a sentient weapon mm, just play with your guy again over there dan <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's high quality merch uh if you subscribe to weeb crate no. use code word uh anime was not a mistake yeah <laughs> in its entirety yeah you get you get like uh twenty dollars off a 99 <laughs> You know, monthly subscription costs, so... <laughs> Is yeah. this our filler episode? <laughs> well, I... Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, so... Yeah. I, I, I figure we're gonna bring it up, because we're in a stretch where... And it does continue next up as well. Yes. There are some filler episodes that I am deeming skippable, and then one that I was like, oh, we've gotta watch this one. Yes. Mm. But that's, you know, but that's not, that's not to rag on the concept no. of filler, because even, you know, that page and many other sources or whatever we'll discuss it if an episode still manages to be entertaining provide some little character mm-hmm. interactions um then by all means yeah but sometimes you know at, at their worst like the ones that at, at like adapt manga can have just characters literally standing around for 20 minutes mm-hmm. because we got to split this chapter into two episodes yeah. so. i would say make it interesting and original yeah. that's all i wanted my filler yeah Make it watchable. A little pizzazz. Or at least give me the option to watch on 1.5 speed, which is my new go-to thing. You can get so much done on 1.5 speed, Dan. Turn on the subs, you're blazing through a series. Nolan would be very angry about that. Please. He'd be very mad. (laughs) It's very difficult to go back to just regular speed now. (laughs) Because you're going too fast. Well, we'll tie that into next Cyborg 009 episode, but uh, yes, Dan, yes. It feels like time is standing still. Oh, no. And I had an emotional crisis over that stupid anime episode again, but we'll get into detail for that next week. Of course, Mm. of course. 
Um, but yeah, uh, if we want to get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, well, shall we? Then let's go. I'm vegan, so I won't be eating the meat. <laughs> I'm not Ow. vegan. Don't. Nolan doesn't approve. <laughs> As I shovel chicken parm in my mouth later while we watch this. <laughs> um, there's some gabagool. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, the Sopranos. That's got a lot of filler in it too. <laughs> uh, classic anime. But now we uh, once again we're rolling out the drawing board, and today's drawing board is the Black Ghost edition wow. with, with three question marks. Yeah, because we don't know if they're the ones behind these suspicious mm, events. I've got a feeling, but we don't know. Mm. <laughs> so, sure, Jim. we can only be suspicious that it that it could be Black Ghost who is behind these. So he's got the the skull costume on, but it's kind of tattered. Mm-hmm. You know the mask is fragmented. Yeah, not the drawing board. Yukun has a has a face. Well, he does have. He has the Rotom face, but mm-hmm. you know it's check his pulse. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. So we don't know. Mm. Who knows? So with the the Mythos cyborgs and Doctor Guy defeated, life returns to quote unquote normal for the Zero Zero cyborgs. Of course, Doctor Guy revealed that Black Ghost is still pulling the strings even after their apparent downfall. Mm-hmm. But. Dr. Gilmore did not get to follow up about that, so it's just the word of the madman, Dr. Wiley, Dr. Gaia, you know, blurting things out that, uh, you know, something is, is, you know, someone's pulling the strings still. So uh, that fact and the fact that Black Coast could still be out there kind of casts a shadow over these following episodes. So why these episodes? Uh, you know, I selected this batch because, again, each one focuses on a different character. You know, as far as I can tell from the previews and the summaries, uh, they each focus on a different one. Mm. All of which are, are, you know, faves of ours, Mm -hmm. and I think provide a little bit more background information, or at least, you know, character motivation stuff for each of them. Um... And, you know, we, we are skipping a few. We're going to skip three episodes this time. Mm. Um, but I think I have valid cause to do that. Yeah. We will get into. Yeah, and I think I feel similarly throughout this and continuing going forward. So rely on our gut feelings. Going with our gut. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. Um, guts, man. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Must you always, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that. I've been playing a lot of those recently. Uh, I dug those I out. I imagine to... not well. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but uh, no, no, not at all. I, it's uh, I can't get good as uh, our other friend, <laughs> but <laughs> I try. Okay, so with these episodes, um, I, I have a little segment here called uh, "The Great Season Two Airing Debacle Slash Whatever Happened to Cyborg Joe," uh, which, for all of you youngins listening, is a reference to "Whatever Happened to Robot Jones," a Cartoon Network show that got cancelled pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, but similar themes to Cyborg 009 I believe um, so episode 27 marks the official start of season 2 uh, by the time this episode aired the series had been moved to the 1.30am time and that slot. would explain why I never saw it because yeah. I was in bed no exactly so it was it was now airing on 1.30 a.m. at 1.30 a.m. on Toonami <laughs> the perfect time <laughs> um, that's when my show comes on the air and I should have uh, had my I done my due diligence. I would have, but it, it was it was on an accessible time slot. Pre, it was on like ten thirty or yeah, eleven. It was definitely earlier, or even no, because I remember it was on Toonami. Yeah, like after school. 
that's when I watched the initials. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah the I think the, the like the repeats of the the episodes got yeah. aired in that after. Like the ones slot. we've seen so far were in that circulation because yes. I remember watching it and going like, okay, what's next, and never seeing what's next. Yeah. Uh, well, as was the case. Aside again, from an odd episode or two, with like a lot of the twenty six or fifty episode animes that we've talked about, mm-hmm. they they got a similar treatment to that. Um, but you know. Uh, some have speculated that season two's darker content prevented uh, the series from being shown in its original time slot. And if anyone is not familiar with like the setup of you know Toonami, you know, or understood it back in the day, uh, or even when Toonami went away and Adult Swim firmly took its place, even now they do that. Mm-hmm. They have buffer shows. Yes, like they'll do an hour of King of the Hill because if. Uh, if mom walks in on you watching King of the Hill, she won't be as upset if as, If she catches like, you with Squidbillies or... Family Guy or yeah. what have you. <laughs> um, so, they've always, like, I think tried to do, like, a buffer block yeah. to, like, ease people into the segment. Why isn't that the name of our podcast? The Buffer Block. <laughs> Write it down. You know, who knows? Spin off! <laughs> uh, Will seeds, it buff? <laughs> the, the, the seeds have been planted. Uh... But, yeah, so, you know, others speculate that Season 1's poor ratings prompted Toonami to burn through the remaining episodes Mm -hmm. in a later time slot just to fulfill their contractual obligations. Uh, But either way, the Switch, as you just said, likely caused a number of viewers to drop off and lose track of what was happening with Mm -hmm. the show. That was the case for me and and you. And, um, you know, I only caught up with... uh, some of these episodes mm-hmm. much later down the line but again it's not it's not the first you know show to get that treatment yeah time it, that that's happened i'm trying to think of like other things that happened with that because i remember cowboy bebop i saw but it aired late yeah and that was the latest i went well I'll even well on it even recently i'm pretty sure that like yashahime yeah airs at like one thirty or 2 in the morning? No one's up for that. I mean, but now we have on-demand and stuff. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier. Which is, you know, and DVR, mm-hmm. and, like, and it's always iffy as to whether or not the the bigwigs count that as rating. Like, we, yeah. we still don't know how they factor that into ratings. I think they have a system for doing that now. Like, how many people are recording this or, or watching They've it. They've got a team of raccoons of their own, uh, I see. You know, and, and <laughs> but we don't we don't know. But they still sometimes do that yeah um there was i i feel like i feel like at some point when it was airing fully coolie got yeah a later issue you have a better memory than i do when it comes to these things yeah i remember that there was uh i think galaxy railways got I a shit time never slot saw. never saw um trigon used to be on at like three o'clock in the morning yes that i remember yeah but I did watch that. A lot of sleepless nights as a child. <laughs> I, I think even it, when it was airing, Hunter Hunter got yeah. like a late got like a late ass like three a.m. Mm-hmm. like right before it cycles into paid programming. And as a child, I always felt naughty. I was like, oh no, maybe I'm watching something that I shouldn't be seeing at this time. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. that's the vibe it, it created, yeah. though. That is like that's the literally the vibe it gave I was off. Like, oh no, that person's blowing off someone's head with a shotgun. That. Well, yeah, because Ga- well, Galaxy Railways had like a character who is a self-described like 
I'm a sexroid, an yeah. android for sex, mm. and then younger me would would like, oh, oh, yeah. no. oh dear, oh goodness, <laughs> yeah. you know. So <laughs> like, turn the volume down real low, <laughs> and you know, so again, I'm assuming it's just that they they cover their ass by making sure that kids won't be watching this content but we ended up watching it anyway yeah. and it felt all the the stranger because of mm-hmm. that um but yeah but that's where that's where cyborg 009 ended up by you know to finish out these episodes and that damn inuasha theme played and woke me up <laughs> yeah. oh i mean that's been referenced to high heaven the tiktokers have gotten to it too but it's like oh jesus what yeah. time is it <laughs> well, yeah, that's how you would tell times, is when you see uh, whatever his name the is. The sun will be up soon. Popping up. <laughs> Inuyasha, Dan. That's his name. <laughs> Kagome? The girl? No, the guy, the ending, the guy in the ending theme with the, the like, the huge, complicated outfit. Oh, no, here's where I'm going to reveal my stupidity. I know who you're talking about, yes. and it's going to bother me now. I'll research it for the break. <laughs> that's y- how I'll yeah, start it. The, the, like, the guy in the ending credits of, of Inuyasha, or yeah. whatever, um, but... Because they recently put out, like, a $300 statue of him, so... Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're going to... We'll cover... Roku uh, Seshomaru. That's yes. it. Yes. That's it. Yes. Um, him. <laughs> uh, you know, you could tell time based on him. Yes. But, yeah, so we'll get into the skipped episodes when we get into the episode coverage themselves, mm-hmm. but do you have any previewing expectations? I mean, judging from me rewatching the episodes that I'm going to cover next week, I have a bare minimum knowledge of the plot going forward, so I'm going to say no, I have no expectations, I don't mm-hmm. know where this story is going aside from it's focusing a little bit more on filler, or like, you know, basic needs of these cyborgs, maybe we're getting a little bit more in-depth character analysis to them, Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't remember where this series goes, and I mean, I've been spoiled because I'm reading slightly ahead mm-hmm. to keep pace, and there are just some twists and turns that I can't imagine, you know, ever happening before. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, it's, I mean, and again, filler in the, in the, one of its many definitions, we're not talking things that were fabricated for the anime because the vast majority of these are based on manga arcs. Yes. Which could literally be a couple of chapters that would be encased in one of the volumes. They are drawing from something and altering it in some form, but we're we're talking filler and like mm-hmm. seemingly the the plot is not moving forward, but mm-hmm. but who knows. So. Mm. But yeah. So if if you approve, we'll we'll get into it. Let's start our accelerator, Dad. Oh, my tooth! <laughs> <laughs> I got my gigan. Don't worry. I'm happy you're happy. We are back. We just watched episodes 29 through 32 of Cyborg 009, The Cyborg Soldier. Any initial thoughts? I should have let you watch the fucking dino episode, shouldn't I? <laughs> it all comes out in the wash, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> well, 
We were talking about Eden Crow. Guess what? <laughs> a giant seagull today. <laughs> well, yes. Um, but again, mm-hmm. we going into this uh, summer of cyborg uh, spectacular. Um, we have done our best to not skip episodes. Yes, so and that, the other three very profound. Yeah, that were chosen today. It was just that one. But I was like, I'll give Dan. His due. Yeah, so it was, like, with this with this lineup, it was either choose a two-parter that I don't think either of us would have enjoyed very much, mm-hmm. or, you know, bump things up and get, like, a Goober episode, yeah. but then a pretty good episode after that. I so. think we've met our ten skips already. Yeah. Hmm. So it, it, it uh, you know. Again, it's just whatever whatever we think has the most entertainment value, mm. I would assume for when we cover these. Yes. Um but uh but with that in mind, um let's get into what we did skip. Mm. Uh so first of all, you know, and this I think is an understandable skip. Uh episode 0026 was Gilmore's Notes and that is a clip show recap of the first season. When's so. our clip show? <laughs> That would be hysterical. Yeah? That would be, yeah. Remember when Dan opened that thing live on air? Because <laughs> yeah, we, we've only been doing... Yeah, because we have to flash back to, like... You remember how we first met? Yeah. And then it, but then it's something fabricated. Yeah. Because we have to be played by current us. Yeah, so. we'd be writing scripts for ourselves. <laughs> Someday. Episode 200, maybe? Yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> we get a prequel. Yeah. For the, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a clip show recap of what comprises in their books the first season so mm. the whole black ghost thing up until the mythos arc uh yeah so dr gilmore is making some notes he's reflecting on everything he's reflecting what's happened to the group he explores their their enemies motivations um and thinking about dr gaia's generator he ponders that black ghost might have had more sinister goals or more wide-reaching goals than simply selling weapons Mm. to various you know conflicts and such um the episode ends with zero zero one sensing uh something telepathically as an object from space descends into tokyo and this would have been the season one cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Now again, I I don't know. You know, for American viewers, I guess we would have. There might have been a gap, but I I don't know if either airing of this show had a gap there. Mm. So it's a cliffhanger that is immediately resolved. <laughs> um, but then that does lead into the other two episodes that we are skipping: zero zero twenty seven and twenty eight, uh, which is Little Visitors, followed by The, the Awakening. Awakening. Um, and in uh, these episodes, a UFO crash lands on Earth, and three alien children emerge from it. Uh, the Zero Zero cyborgs find them and learn that they are fugitives from an evil race of invaders. Uh, however, the invaders have given chase and arrive on Earth to uh, you know attack major cities until like the children are brought to them. Um, in the manga, this little arc with telepathic alien children was. Um, something that 004 actually got some focus for because he was more like a like a i guess jaded mm. older figure in that in the manga um but with in the anime since him and you know many of the characters got slight personality changes that no longer made sense so mm. they gave that part to 002 so because i can he gets along with the kids yeah <laughs> well he gets Jeremy. along he gets along with kids 
and he is also the one that can give like the fake tough guy information yeah. like you you gotta step up and and kick yeah. ass if someone's threatening to kick your ass like he's got a the you know the tough new yorker speech he's got a so it made more sense for him mm. so that role was reassigned to him in the show um and also apparently according to some trivia facts uh, like 002 gives this whole motivational speech and that was a remnant from an alternate and eventually discarded character element hmm. that had appeared in uh, Hobby Link Japan. I guess had been teased in one of their magazines or whatever. Um, and uh, it involved part of Jet's origin being kidnapped while trying to infiltrate a crime syndicate. Uh, so Jet would have been especially angered by the prospect of children being used by criminals... Uh, because he experienced something similar, but in order to tone down the darker elements of the show, that whole part was excised from his backstory anyway, uh, so we don't get that. But yeah. I skipped these two because, again, we lose out on, that's two episodes, mm -hmm. and then I, I, I think we, we, in terms of Jet content... Mm -hmm. We've we, gotten too much lately. Yeah, so I figured I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and skip these, because they, yeah. it does not contribute to the rest of the, it's not like a Black Ghost thing, it's not, mm -hmm. a, it's just telepathic aliens from the planet Falulu, I think. Falulu. It, Falulu. <laughs> um, but then we do finally arrive at episode... Uh, 0029, The Blue Earth. Yes. Which I I actually thought yeah. was was pretty good. I'm so. happy that 005 finally got his backstory, too. Slight, yeah. slight backstory, but it's a good episode for him again. Yeah. So it was an emphasis on the big guy. Um, and so, a uh, pretty big fun fact. Uh, this episode is not based on a manga chapter. Mm. It is based instead on a short story that Ishimori, or Ishinori, I'm sorry, which am I, which, what? I think it's Ishimori? Yeah, Ishimori... Uh, wrote yeah. so I I have the the page up for it. Let me just check. Mm. Um, so it was a yeah short story that he wrote called The Blue Earth. Uh, you know, same title. And if you if you get a chance to look it up, it's pretty. It's got like very retro old timey art, but it was a short story. Uh, focusing on a zoologist who investigates ah. like the status of rare wild animals. And, uh, you know, she, er, the, the, the zoologist gets on the trail of this mysterious blue creature that has been uh, attacking people around the world. Mm. So it has an environmental message, and, you know, uh, the, the creature are the, like, those two elements are the only things carried over. So yeah. it's blue beast protecting the environment. Mm -hmm. We are all kind of linked together. Mm-hmm. Very present in the in the final thing. Very interesting plot line too. And yeah, I like that they adapted that from a short story. Yeah, I th I thought it was very interesting that they they went that route and then they integrated Five's backstory into it. Mm -hmm. So it it ends up being I don't know, pretty cool little adaptation. Yep. Um. So the episode opens with multiple disasters and attacks happening around the world, uh, seemingly targeting man-made structures in these natural environments. Um, and at all of these attacks, a mysterious blue beast is sighted. Who's that blue beast? Wait, not the blue blur. Yeah, not the blue, or the blue bomber. Yep. Uh, neither, neither one of those. Um, but uh, we, the audience, can see that it is some kind of leopard-like creature mm -hmm. that is stalking the shadows and attacking people at these disasters. Yeah, and a common thread throughout all of these episodes, I think, is that the cyborgs and company assume that Black Ghost is behind this. Yes. Mm. They, they jump to that conclusion. Yeah. 
um, 002 of, of, is like always the one in the corner that's like, it's Black Ghost. It's yeah. gotta be, it's black, definitely 100% Black Ghost. But uh, we do see uh, 005 wandering through, I assume, America, right? Yeah, it is, I, I'm pretty sure it's the, it's like the Canyonlands National Park. Like that, yeah. that big mesa and then something else is a noticeable, it's, it's somewhere in, yeah. yeah. And he's just being very poetic and introspective, thinking about Earth and the cycles of humanity and like life in general. And it's a good moment. It's the yeah. moments that they don't like shoehorn jokes in or like give us too much talking are fine moments. I yeah. think this show really grows in the silence and we'll get to that in another episode coming up. Yes. But like really stands out to me. I'm glad that zero zero five finally got his backstory, which is essentially about like the commercialization of the native American people. Yeah. Them being exploited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah very Adams family values. You know, you sold, <laughs> we sold our toy or our trinkets by the roadside and you drank highballs. And yeah. It's, disheartening he is shown working on construction as you pointed out in a previous episode and then uh we get his backstory even more about well yeah yeah. it 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 goes from him like wandering through the desert and then you know without it kind of jumps to his past where he was working on a construction site as a regular person Mm -hmm. and they're like hey this this guy's got his eyes on you you should you know and it's obviously a black ghost agent yeah and that's presumably how he was kidnapped and taken um then he next wakes up after having been surgically altered Mm -hmm. and he rips off the shackles effortlessly yeah there's a lot of in this episode specifically there's a lot of good show don't tell Tell. moments Because, like, he rips off the the Mm -hmm. metal bracer, and he's like, how did I just do that? That Mm -hmm. should have, like, taken my Mm -hmm. hand. Like, you can tell. And we see that he's one of the more modern cyborgs, because Dr. Gilmore is there, Yeah, right? Yeah, and then then immediately another show-don't-tell thing is he's he's going through the desert, he Mm -hmm. finds a little spring... But the spring has been completely polluted with uh, gas. And he doesn't say it. Like, he doesn't make any comment. We just see that the coloration is, like, reflecting, like, gasoline. Mm -hmm. And the blue beast is watching on. So he he continues searching the area, and he comes to this oil drilling site in the middle of the desert. Yes. Um, He uh, confronts the guy, the obviously corrupt businessman who Mm -hmm. is in charge of this thing, the Doug Dimmodome guy. Saying that he gave, got this land for a trade. Yeah. For like the people who live there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He he paid them, they accepted the money, and then, you know, uh, obviously... 005 does not buy that and we know that there's something else mm-hmm. like you know obviously there's yeah. something else going on but uh you know 005 does not seem to be one to force a confrontation no. so he you know lets it go and he notices that in the distance um you know spanning over the rest of the land there is like suddenly this verdant green farm the tobacco farm the tobacco farm yeah, yeah. um <laughs> And this farm is run by a lady by the name of Sandra, and she just shows up, and 005 is startled that, you know, that there's so much greenery here, and she's very, like, eco-friendly. She moved here because that's the only work her husband, the stage magician, could get. It's in the mines, (laughs) and they have this wedding photo. She's like, I moved here, and I found that keeping terms with the natural world is kind of like bringing out the best in me. I enjoy it. Yeah. So like, it's like, oh, people can care about the land and grow from it and work together in harmony. Yeah. Like, you know, like, we we did it, we did, like, irrigation and stuff. We did it gently, and we did our best to, like, you know, and then we, 
in doing so, we were able to like reinvigorate this stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, don't get too used to that husband by the name of Robert because <laughs> uh, the uh, the the drilling site is attacked by the blue beast. Yeah, and Robert and many others are killed. The death count goes up in these episodes so yeah. far. A lot of the ones we've been watching recently, they're not afraid to kill some people off. Yeah, and we get the you know the the very you and me <laughs> the photo, photo cracking. Crashes. I faint. <laughs> the tomatoes fly in the air. So you know that something bad just happened. Yeah, yeah the basket of tomatoes drops. Yeah. <laughs> the hat yeah, blows away blows also. Away. The Jigglypuff sun hat. Uh, um, but uh, meanwhile, 003 and 009 are investigating and they're like, you know, this this like oil refinery mm-hmm. uh, site that was attacked by Blue Beast. They're investigating and they are attacked by yeah. said Blue Beast. And Joe's um, getting the shit kicked out of him because yes. this thing also has an accelerator or can move at a high yeah. speed. He believes that, yeah. in his opinion, it has an accelerator, but even then, it moves faster than him, and it's also super strong because it like charge like it like Cuts thrusts through him, yeah. him through like yeah. a concrete wall. Yeah. Um. So, zero uh, zero five simultaneously also encounters the blue beast. Um. They get into like a brief fight. And it, you know, it bites into him and then he experiences all of these visions of nature, like mm-hmm. the, the natural order kind of progressing. With this opera choral, like, I think it's legit. I couldn't find it, but I think it's like a regular, like, Save chant. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I like this. I love this imagery. This music is powerful. Yeah. Good times. Well, and presumably that's, that's like a, like a, a series of visions taken from the short story, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's still good. Um, and, you know, the Blue Beast kind of speaks telepathically, and he's like, there, there is a circle of life, things remain equal, but humans, or are supposed to remain equal, yeah. but humans take more than they need, and mm-hmm. it offsets the balance, and, you know, you guys are destroying the planet by doing this. And 005 determines that this Blue Beast is the Earth itself? Yeah. Personified? Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yes. It's like a spirit manifested of the Earth. Mm-hmm. In, like, a jaguar leopard. I don't know if we mentioned that, but it's literally, like, a jaguar or a leopard. Yeah. I can never tell the difference between the two. Which which is yeah. significant in a lot of Native yeah. American religions, I think. Mm. So it's, like, it makes sense. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, there's, like, this whole thing where, you know, 005 is still clearly bothered by, like, the violent death that Sandra's husband suffered. <laughs> at, you know, and the other people at, yeah. the, at the drilling site suffered. Um... So we get this cool moment. He drops his gun and he's like, "Okay, things yeah. in balance. I'm going to fight you just with my with my, fists. my bare hands." Mm-hmm. Um, he, but he is like soundly defeated yeah, by the Blue Beast, Beast. Calls him a fool, which you know, my favorite thing to say to someone. <laughs> but like zero zero five, please with him. Like you know, I want to believe that things can get better than this. Give us more time. Give us more time. Um, and and that becomes a recurring thing in these episodes too. Is that the cyborgs keep hoping that you know and it was in last week's episodes also yeah. like the the cyborgs hope that things can get better for humanity they can help humanity they can grow together yeah with nature and the planet as well yeah good episode good well solid. yeah and then the the blue beast oh, yeah. fades away we're and at joe like it, this has been happening simultaneously we assume yeah at just the right moment it happens um but the blue beast disappears from all of its attacking sites and zero zero five is like you know, I hope that we can keep working on things until the black ghost in each of us has been expelled. And take a shot every time you hear that condor screech this episode. Yeah, they use that a lot. lot. Yeah, and we get a new outro, which is just them in their glamour poses. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, with, uh, like... With the, mirrored, watered surfaces. Yeah, with the 2000s VHS, yeah. like, effects over yeah. it. Well, my so favorite it, is, like, it's a clear pan of 003 from the waist down, but I'm like, what if it had 002's head? Yeah. And, like, and then 004 lounging. He's in the wall of Luigi <laughs> yeah, yeah. so... Do you find me pleasing? Good outro. Um, but speaking of 003, we come to episode 30, mm. Computopia. Uh, <laughs> Clunky name. A lot of questions in this one as well. Uh, We open on a a strange scene of 003 and 009 in a field of flowers, and they're having trouble recollecting how they arrived at that place. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the present, the dolphin lands for routine maintenance in Computopia. This technologically advanced city, it's literally cyberpunk (laughs) 27-7, and no one questions it. It's just out in the middle of nowhere. They're like, fine, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's literally a giant domed futuristic <laughs> city of tomorrow yeah. uh, run by Dr. Eckerman. Who, who confuses me. He's like a fuzzy little thing. We don't we don't know what he is. Just his face, though. He's his, got man hands. We don't know how to describe You gotta look it up. Yeah, it's just a fuzzball yeah, on his, the head. His head looks like Karibo, and then he's just got a human body. I don't know if otherwise. that's just supposed to be like a style of beard in like the old uh, Astro Boy way because uh, uh, he yeah. looks familiar but yes. it's it's kind of shocking that no one like dwells on it at all i mean that's the only thing that is it's like a hyper style lot like he has a thick beard mm-hmm. that runs up into his hair and then they just don't bother drawing the lines around his eyes yeah. so that's like you know but, but he because he has a son with regular yeah. hair so it's not yeah. it's it must be his style i don't know mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the main centerpiece of this, uh, of Computopia <laughs> is the Sphinx supercomputer. Yeah. Uh, it's super advanced. It's got a bunch of, uh, Grant Technobabble in it there. It can count. Yes, it can. <laughs> it can open door. Uh, but can it, uh, but can it use the Netflix app no, is what we no. need to know. Can it remember my password? That's all that matters. OLED, OLED display. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Grant, go get you on the phone. <laughs> so, um... Does you know, Grant work at Computopia? <laughs> he might. Who knows? <laughs> um, well, I feel like Grant would like... Because it's got, like, a Tomorrowland yeah. feel to it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If, we'll, we'll slip him this episode. If we, um, here's yeah. a weird fuzzy guy running Tomorrowland. Yeah. Um, but, but then, uh, you know... Zero zero four is like kind of trying to poke holes in it, mm-hmm. and uh, Doctor Eckerman's like, "No, the Sphinx is designed to maybe only need maintenance like every two thousand. No, its life well, is two thousand years, but every four hundred years, like so every four hundred years, it might need small amounts of maintenance, yeah. but it can last by itself for yeah. up to two thousand. Eckerman's kind of like, I designed God, and not, well, yeah, literally, yeah, he's yeah." not sounding so hot over there <laughs> he's like i have i have created something better than human yeah. so it, it it you know the hubris mm-hmm. we, we know where that's going so they're all checking their hands on this magical mystery mood ring keyboard to get assessed by the sphinx and it runs into a problem because um albert's all weapon yeah so it doesn't identify him he has no fingerprints but he carries around gloves that have his fingerprints on it. Yeah, his skin glove. He yeah. must go through a lot of gloves, though. Well, he always tears it. Like, we yeah. see him do that a lot. Like, we, he tears yeah. the glove hand off. So yeah. He does what Luke does. Do you think he buys in bulk? I I can only... I don't know. <laughs> or, like, Gilmore 3D prints them. Yeah. I don't... I, I don't know. I don't hmm. know what they got there. 
And in, then uh, the mas- magical mystery machine analyzes 003 as like, a woman? Hubba hubba woo! Well, quite <laughs> yeah. literally, because yeah. it, it starts overheating, and there's like a fluctuation in like the monorail system. Yeah. Uh, so clearly once it comes into contact with 3, something something changes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're they're presumably being taken to, like, their quarters while they're staying at the city. And they're hover-around F-Zero fans. So don't blink, you're missing F-Zero fans. Yeah, well, this is oh. the closest you're gonna get. Yeah, it looks like Big Blue. Did you hear about that? There was a patent thrown at Nintendo for a new F-Zero game, but they shot it down. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yep. There, there was something... Something happened a few years ago, too, where they, they almost made one, but <laughs> then they're like, nope, at the last second. Yep. So... Why do they hate it so? <laughs> um, where were we? F zero oh. cars. <laughs> F zero cars. They're presumably being taken to their quarters, but they do note that the city is mostly empty and because boring and dull and grayscale, and no one's here. <laughs> yeah, like like no one aside from I think Eckerman's immediate crew are. It's very much like a again a Tomorrowland, like yeah. an empty show city to mm-hmm. kind of. Like World's Fair type, yeah. like they're 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 building all this to show what the city of tomorrow mm-hmm. will be like, and um, it, but it, all of them get the vibe that something is off and that it's very yeah. eerie. Uh, Doctor Gilmore makes a comment about zero zero three zero zero nine and zero zero one. It's like I'm sitting with a married couple. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a room, Doctor Gilmore. <laughs> but the Sphinx hears that joke yeah. and gets seemingly annoyed. Um, so it like derails. One of the monorails yeah. and tries to hit and them it driving. Looks, it tries to hit 004 specifically yeah. because of the little snide comment he made before. And yeah. I was like, oh, that looked dangerous. And to their credit, they do immediately start thinking yeah. that, like, 4 is like, okay, that's a little weird that I, like, pissed it off and then mm-hmm. it, it tried to kill, kill me. me. So, um, and, you know, and even later on, like, 003 is, uh, well, okay, yeah. So they they meet with Eckerman. Gilmore yeah. suggests that some kind of you know problem he happens. Goes, no, I made God. It's perfect. Can't and, be that. And then Gilmore's like, okay, what about sabotage? And he's like, that's impossible. Only me and my like crew have been here. There's no one else that could have come in and altered anything. Zero zero three kind of expresses her discomfort. Zero zero nine. Yeah. There's cameras around. <laughs> yeah, the literal Hal, Hal nine thousand yeah. camera is watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the exact plot of Tech from Thousand Year Door yeah. and Peach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so 009 kind of goes out to do a, a sweep of yeah. the city for some reason. Nearly gets run over, impaled, drowned, everything is that crushed. <laughs> uh, 003 like, uh, brings Eckenberg to like his room because he was getting like flustered by all of the the you know the potential sabotage going on mm. um and he explains uh, via this picture that he had a son named carl who passed away uh shortly before sphinx was completed yeah um carl has the joe swoosh yeah typical anime boy look and like zero zero nine radios in that he's being attacked by the city <laughs> Uh, and the other cyborgs are just like, tell us what's happening. And Joe's like, I don't know. But I want to solve the mystery first before yeah. I reconvene with you guys. Then do we hear about his wife, Doctor? That he had a wife that died too? Yeah, he also had a wife yeah. who died when Carl was very young. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, like, the other cyborgs kind of fan out to start looking for 003. Who, who just hopped in a car is like, take me to central control. And has gone missing. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but Sphinx is creating illusions oh, throughout the camera Oh, this first system. one got me. It's just me vibing in the car, singing Gloria. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what Jonathan's doing, huh? Standing by a fountain, flashing a peace sign. <laughs> and then they send zero zero. All right, zero zero two, check the fountain. <laughs> and then he's like, see, like I thought, there's no one there. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, well, he has a crowning moment coming up in a few seconds. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, and then zero zero two was like talk about cyber stalking or yeah. like he says yeah he probably coined that phrase mm. um and then 007's like it's like othello because it's jealousy but like it is about jealousy but it's in no way like othello. <laughs> so they were hoping no one was gonna check yeah that, i so. mean it's a loose reference we know you can only quote like one shakespeare play a, an episode 007 but um well, yeah, it's like the thing that we said, if if you got dubbed into a show, you yeah. could only do the bare minimum. Like, yeah. I'm feeling wicked today. Yeah. yeah, like you could only you could only do what they could really get away could with. Really use some hairspray. <laughs> so they, uh, 009 uh, encounters, um, after almost being drowned by <laughs> the city's, like, irrigation system, mm-hmm. uh, encounters what he thinks is 003, oh. who then, like... Tells him to stay away, yeah. runs away, and then explodes. Blows up, and I'm like, oh, shit. And 009 reacts accordingly. Yeah, screams, cries. Jet shows up on the scene. <laughs> What's going on here? And then he has the <laughs> smartest moment. In the, That's an arm, but where's the body? <laughs> oh, it's a robot yeah, it must have been a robot who looked like 003. Yeah. And these and, two dummies together. Well, yeah, but they figured it out. Yeah. Well, well two figured yeah. it out, uh, surprisingly. Um... But where uh, 003 actually is, is that she's plugged into this virtual world (laughs) that is in the computer core of the Sphinx. This Rose Garden Aurora Borealis. Where uh, Carl Carl Eckerman has (laughs) manifested. And and he's like, be in love with me, because I love you. Um, Uh, And... uh, It's no good. And... Joe's like, I gotta jack in. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what? We can't. No, Dr. Gamora is like in the middle of it. It's like, that isn't. And he's like, I don't care. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. So they, yeah, they do. They do literally jack him in. (sighs) Um, He, you know, interrupts this illusion fantasy virtual world thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Carl becomes angry and tries to like shoot the both of them. Yeah. Shoots them off a cliff. And we get, like, the, the rose field scene from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are both fine because it is virtual. Virtual um, love isn't real love, Dan. Well, yeah, and you can't, like, the moral being you can't force love. Yep, so and, stay out of those chat rooms, kids. Uh, and we f- I forgot to say it, but, like, uh, the whole thing was that if 003, like, interfaced with Eckerman in that computer or with Carl, then it would have, like, absorbed her personality mm-hmm. or something. Um, but they don't, and Carl, like, freaks out, because, you know, again, you can't force love. Uh, meanwhile, Dr. Eckerman on the outside is like, he grew up without love, and then I was obsessed with computers, so I, I didn't give him love either. Uh, so he was looking for it in all the wrong places, I guess? Yeah, I guess. Um, and then Do- Dr. Gilmore, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, but we can't understand. With the no-scope. <laughs> we can't understand. Sad little man. He's like, oh, that really sucks. Um, but, uh, they do ponder why that one fake 003, you know, turned away from Joe and tried to protect him, Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, even trying to integrate Three's personality, she was, like, too caring for, you know, even a robot duplicate to to have any effect. Mm. Um, and that concludes that episode. Yeah. 
And now we get to a very special episode. We do. Uh, episode 0031, Monster Island. Oh, boy. And you knew I wasn't going to skip an episode called Monster Island. I should have hid the boo-boo keys, audience. <laughs> but uh, we should note that the only, like, this is adapted from the manga. Yes. At least a couple chapters, or one chapter, I'm not sure. <laughs> but it has been bumped way ahead in the story. Mm. Like, there is... Like, this might be placed, like, after the endgame arc starts up mm-hmm. in the manga, but they they pushed it way farther ahead. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, they eliminated references to all of the things that okay. would have been happening in the plot at that time. So I don't know I don't know if that would make it deeper. I mean, it's a silly episode. Yeah, it's a very silly episode, yeah. but it, it we, I, I don't know if any of that, like, intrigue would have been lost because of where it's placed. Mm. Um, but the episode begins with a traveler lost in an eerie forest on a dark night, uh, having uh, had his compass, you know, <laughs> thrown haywire by a strange young dad in the area. Yes, <laughs> he's well. He's dressed in the classic hiker outfit. Yeah. Whenever a hiker appears in anime, he's wearing like mm-hmm. this outfit. Um, but he uh, falls down a cliff, and upon waking uh, or walking <laughs> further ahead, he discovers a house with its gate deliberately left open. Uh, unknown to him, after entering the territory, he is being watched by a... Monster squirrel. Yeah, with red eyes, <laughs> uh, which seems to be acting as a camera for an unknown group of creatures. And these are, I just labeled them a bunch of losers. They are, yeah. They're a bunch of losers. One has a Peter, an awful Peter Laurie voice. Yeah. That, it's like, Mister, what are you... And that's even better, but... <laughs> uh, one of them's an alligator. Yeah, one's a gorilla... Two what? more abominations. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's... They're Peter, like Puttyman. Peter Lore guy, Peter Lorry guy, yeah. uh, lion, alligator, um, gorilla, yeah. and then, Two like, abominations. Bunk, yeah, buck another, teeth guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, because there's five of them. Yep. Um, and again, with both this episode and the previous one, I feel like they lend themselves <laughs> yeah. to, like, goofier side stories. Yeah. Like... You like you have the cyborgs fighting like a sentient city. You could milk a few episodes out of that, mm. and then you have like a goofy story arc where they're fighting yeah, these Doctor Moreau. Yeah, no, exactly, show, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island yeah. thing going on here. Yeah. Both, you know, the you know, if they wanted to stretch these to like a couple episodes apiece, they could. they, they could have been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, it's canon material, so I, why not? Um, but, uh, you know, the Traveler comes upon what looks like an ailing person, but is scared away when it turns out to be a zombie corpse, uh, who gives chase with uh, the help of, like, an entire horde of zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs into a horned deer who Bambi's shoots revenge. laser beams at him. <laughs> um, and then after running in the opposite direction, he discovers a massive monster with glowing eyes as he screams for help. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, in another area of the forest... Uh, so it's like right around the corner from Dr. Gilmore's house. Uh, presumably, yeah. yeah. Uh, Great Britain is irritated at both himself for letting Chang bring him on a mushroom hunt in a strange forest uh, and getting them lost. I'm hunting and- some fun guy with a not-so-fun guy. I don't even... Was that in there? No, or, no I you can write a better one in two seconds, Dan. I, well, bravo. I didn't... That's, that's, a, that's a quality... <laughs> the script is easy. <laughs> that's a quality... Ah, oh, jeez. Mm. Um, I bow to you. Uh, I have a quick wit. <laughs> and uh, he's also mad at Chang for eating the breadcrumbs that they, uh, yeah. you know, they could have used to trait 
like trace their path. I told you we should have left a trail of breadcrumbs, and then Cheng's like, I ate it. I'm like, you ate breadcrumbs? Well, this episode is filled with the two of them doing, yeah. like, their... Oh, you knucklehead. Like, that routine between the two of them. And then Joe being exhausted. Um, We're traipsing for truffles. <laughs> and I only thought of that because, like, uh, on one of those um, best of the worst episodes, mm. they did... There was a video where a, weird, like, a really weird guy talked through mushroom hunting. Oh. Remember, like, there was, like, a... Like, there was... It was an instructional video on how to forage for mushrooms. Oh. And it's like, you gotta go out into the wilderness with a bag that has holes in it. Because mm-hmm. mushroom spores need that. And then he was, he was like, obsessed with mushrooms. And mm. that was the... Good to so know. I guess wherever Chang, in the woods, you can pull that out. You know, I guess Chang does that yeah. also. Um, so... Yeah, so they encounter that traveler who, uh, you know, runs into them and then is immediately uh, tranquilized by this strange bug. bug. Another mechanical bug. We had bees, now we get titsy flies. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Great Britain catches it, crushes it, and sees that it's like a, it's mechanical and it had injected some kind of chemical into mm-hmm. him. Uh, they, in the nick of time, bring yeah. him back to yeah. Dr. Gilmore's After Gilmore's stopping house. his heart... I, they I, bring him back to life? I don't know enough about medical science to tell uh. you what can't be done. Um, but uh, Dr. Gilmore and Sears 3 uh, treat him <laughs> and say that he will, you know, he has stabilized and he will be awake by the morning. And mm. I always I always like these scenes because uh, Dr. Gilmore is like, we, we don't know what kind of doctor he is, yeah. but he he's always just put in charge of, like, I just want him to walk out of the room. He's like, a doctor of theater. I gave him some Tylenol, and I don't know what to do, yeah. yeah, so... It, <laughs> gave him a baby aspirin. But, uh, you know, again, it was he was poisoned with a powerful heart-stopping substance. Gotta be Black Ghost. But, uh, it's yeah. Black Ghost. Well, again, yeah. 2 is the one who yeah. brings that up. It's Black Ghost. Um, so, you know, but they don't have any proof of that <laughs> just yet. So, uh, Great Britain suggests going back to the forest where they found the Traveler and searching for more clues. <clears throat> Um, so the very next day, Joe and Great Britain are having a hard time <laughs> dealing with Chang's crazy driving, um, as they're, you know, retracing their steps through the forest. because uh, Chang has one of those, like, little three-wheeled, uh, trucks that we see so frequently. Do you know how many poo-poo platters I had to sell? The only poo-poo here is your driving. Oh. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> the whole episode... I got the whole episode was just giving menacing looks to Dan. Yeah, well, yeah, and and then I did admit finally that this. No, might have no, been... I have it. I have it. We'll get there when we get there. I'll tell you when Dan admitted this might have been a bad choice. Um. So, uh, when they come across the place Great Britain and Chang uh. discovered, they discover a very unnatural fog. Uh, Great Britain decides to survey the area from the skies and scouts the forest as a bird <laughs> until he comes across the same bird. house the traveler saw. Um, as Joe, Chang, and Great Britain go through the gates, they are unaware that they are being watched by a group of humanoid animals mm-hmm. wearing clothes from said monitor. We yes, already so, described yeah, them. Yeah, so but... I put, like, Dr. Moreau is clearly what they're referencing here. Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Chang is soon scared by the same <laughs> horned deer uh, the Traveler encountered, uh, but when it started charging at them, Joe oh. stopped it with a karate chop. I was like, did he break that deer's spine? He, he just karate, but it is a robot. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a robot. I thought he just gave it a roundhouse kick at first. I was like, <laughs> shit. Uh, then Joe notices the, uh, the, the squirrel with the glowing red eyes and shoots at it. Uh, and the mechanical squirrel, which Chang refers to as a chipped monk uh. or something like that. Oh. Uh. 
or a micro chipmunk. He he <laughs> says something like that. Uh, you know, which they deduce has been serving as like a surveillance camera. So the trio runs deeper into the forest, hoping to, you know, lessen the attacks on him when they run into an open area filled with a horde of zombies and zombie dogs. Uh, a fight ensues. A cartoony fight ensues. A very cartoony with fight. With comical uh, flambeing of the dogs. Yeah. Joe is shooting them at first, but Dan's like, no, he's stunning them. And then uh, 007's just getting in, transforming into lions and growling at them, and they're running away in terror. Uh, but it does end with a with a kaiju fight because yeah. the giant uh, zombie emerges uh, and 007 transforms into a giant version of himself. I said, why doesn't he just do this all the time? I, uh, I, it, it probably it violate. Well, he always violates the yeah. mass shifting laws, so it's not. I don't know. Um, but in one of the better animated parts of the episode, <laughs> he, they have a giant 007 has a fight with the giant zombie. Finally, my Apache chief moment. <laughs> Very Attack on Titan esque. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, tackles him into the settlement. Mm-hmm. Uh, in desperation, the humanoid group, or the humanoid, you know, monster group unleashes a mushroom-like weapon that shoots energy, causing a massive explosion. Um, Joe and Chang both escape, and they believe that Great Britain was caught in the explosion. He went to the big salad bar in the sky. But he appears as a mole, uh, <laughs> popping out of the dirt. Um, Taking one from Chang's book. So uh, they spot the mushroom weapon in the sky, and Great Britain orders Joe and Chang to go home while he chases after it. Uh, later that night, Joe and Chang wait with the rest of the Zero Zero cyborgs for him to come home for dinner. Uh, you know, Chang made turkey. Uh, yeah, every, every a very small turkey to feed just Zero Ten? Zero Seven. I no, I think it was all of them. Yeah, he says he made a turkey teriyaki oh. for that turkey, but uh. he's not home yet. Mm. Um. I thought there was going to be a goose's cooked yeah. joke, but it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you the real turkey this episode. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't be mean! Uh, so. Well, here's another point. They're all discussing, like, it's Black Ghost, and there's three instances where they use the same shot, and then it's just like, 003 reacts, 009 reacts. Well, that that is a point to make, though, is that <laughs> if, you, if you watch this stuff, like, I don't know, I, I, I guess because we're, we're viewing these to try to be critical for you yeah. folks listening. Well, we're having fun. This yeah. is this is definitely a money-saving mm. episode. Mm. Like, there are a lot of in-between frames used. There are a lot there's of, like... There's that fabulous wipe. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> the this... PowerPoint wipe. Absolutely bizarre little, like, wipe transition yep. that is put in in place of just 007 transforming. Mm-hmm. So it's like they, they didn't want to animate that moment of him turning into a bird, so they just they just do that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in this episode of, like, slightly repeated footage. And even the fight being somewhat cartoony saves on money because mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they really didn't have to animate as much in-depth fight choreography because of how goofy everything was. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, Great Britain does return, and uh, he, you know, he's, like, burned and bruised, <laughs> and he collapses on the floor. Uh, the next morning, the Zero Zero cyborgs head out to sea on the Dolphin, where the mushroom weapon was last seen by <laughs> Great Britain. Um, after Jet Link and uh, Punma head out to scout the area, Jet discovers a, a group of large dead fish. And the scale's all over the place. I know they're giant fish, but it's everywhere. Like, yeah. at first, Jet is, like... a a pin on it and then he's just like normal sized well you know and that's another 
I can only assume another, like, animation thing, because, like, even at the beginning of the episode where the Traveler encounters the zombie, the zombie looks, like, tiny. Because they animated, like, an over-the-shoulder shot, and it's not to the correct scale. Mm -hmm. But again, who knows? Um, But Jet is attacked by a giant shark. He's fish food. Um, and, uh, but he is rescued by Punma ramming into the shark's body. Uh, and Jet you know. comically gets coughed up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when they surface, they see that a strange island, uh, is located not far away, but yep. it is not located on any charts, so it must be, or in all likelihood, yeah. is man-made. And it becomes the episode of the giant Pokemon Island thing. Again, yeah. Yep. Um, so... While the Zero Zero Cyborgs fly there on the dolphin, they are attacked by <laughs> giant, giant seagulls. <laughs> Stop it now! Yeah, yep. uh, and are forced to make a landing. Quick, get a giant french fry. <laughs> That'll yeah. throw them off the case. <laughs> yeah. uh, soon after, Francois detects a faint presence underground. And that this island's man-made. Yes. Or, like, this seems to be man-made. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, she senses a fate presence underground, which could be the base of the mushroom. Audience, strap in, here comes Dan's shining moment. Another reason I chose it, uh, Uh, Chang takes out his personal drilling tank, which is literally the Yoshi Zyland, uh, Yoshi Dozer, yeah. Yoshi Dozer. (laughs) Uh, and this is the point I wrote in my notes, I put facepalm, and it's just like, he already does this, Dan, he doesn't need it, and then Dan's like, but he can't bring people with him. Well, he can't. You're trying to poke holes in it, but he can't carry passengers. <laughs> <laughs> what, are they going to do, slide down the tube with it? Well, no. I he's mean, there. some of them can fly. <laughs> the mole tank has seats for other people. Right. <laughs> it's got all that cargo space. Baby, uh, if he was here, could lift them all down the hole. <laughs> um, so they make a perilous trip through the earth. Uh, including a 500-foot drop into an underground lake. I really need a driver's license. Which, uh, the first place that my mind went to, perhaps, uh, you know, maybe I'll throw it into the Sinister Six pot, but we like to Mm. keep it surprises. But a similar thing happens in The Core, Mm. uh, the famously bad movie with the drill train. Uh, (laughs) One of the problems they run into is that they did not anticipate there being open spaces Mm. underground. Wow. Uh, So the train gets into a debacle (laughs) because they didn't think that that uh, it, it's yeah. it is a horrible movie yeah. but i remember that yeah. if anything this did it better what? sadly well. um <laughs> so they uh you know they managed to locate the mushroom weapon as well as the entrance to a secret base uh they rush in see all of this uh machinery and these experimental weapon things being set up and they're immediately confronted by the humanoid monster group and this um, is the point where Dan said, this episode might be a mistake. Yes. <laughs> I f- fully. I fully admit. But, hey, yeah. we gotta, we gotta, yeah. Roll yeah. with the punches. Yeah. Um, roll with the drill tanks. Uh, so. Yoshi Dozer. One of the cyborgs, like, asks if they are funded by Black Ghost, <laughs> and the group claims to be independent from them, mm-hmm. but Black Ghost did you know, provide some funding some for, their, for their work. Yeah. But they from viewers like you, thank you. And, and even then they were they were aware that some cyborgs would come along and cause trouble for them. Uh you know, seeking an end to this well yeah, they command all of the monsters that have been attacking folks using their computer. Yep. So uh seeking an end to the endless conflict, Joe finds them in their <laughs> in their main control center rather quickly. Again, it saves Bucks. And he's fast. Um <laughs> He destroys their control mechanisms and puts everything out of commission. Uh, Joe demands that the creators of these monsters turn them back into their original forms, 
Um, but the humanoids are like, no, we don't even know how to. Yeah. Like we've we've done we've gone like too far with this. Like we don't even know. Mm -hmm how to undo it now joe destroyed their methods of controlling the monsters but then these giants walk in and they're like yes giants attack oh wait they're turning on us oh yeah well the monsters start destroying yeah, and they get an off-screen death that joe reacts to like ooh, <laughs> yikes yeah. uh, um so yeah it, well even in the summary it's like presumably eats them alive yep uh, while the bigger zombies work on destroying uh, the control center mm -hmm. uh, the island starts to fall apart and uh, Joe tries to persuade them from, you know, <laughs> persuade that. them into escaping, <laughs> but they, you know, Jet pulls them out because, again, his efforts are futile. Uh, the cyborg, the other cyborgs escape on Drill's, uh, Chang's drill, drill tank, tank and barely escape the island just seconds before it explodes. Another island after the exploding <laughs> island, as <laughs> Dan like... pointed out. It's like, what, this is the third in 30 episodes? Yeah, where they exploded. Where it ends with an island blowing up yeah. and them looking on from the dolphin like, I know one we, we skipped, the we island do? almost exploded, but they stopped at the yeah. last <laughs> So they do this a lot. Yeah. Um, but they are picked up by Francois and the group on the Dolphin. And uh, Jet notices, you know, a despondent <laughs> Joe gives him a weird little <laughs> hair, hair tussle. tussle. Like, uh, that'll I, do, kid. Like, what? These two are crazy, these two. Yeah. I didn't remember this, and now I'll these never forget guys, this. Yeah. These guys. Uh, you know, and he cheers him up with the prospect of going home. <laughs> Uh, just then, Chang requests that he can go back and get the huge fish that Jet and Piyunma had found earlier and make a week-long supply of sushi for them, but the group declines, uh, not wanting to worry Dr. Gilmore further. Uh, despite that, Chang prepares to jump into the ocean, only to be held back by Great Britain as the dolphin departs. End of episode. And here I was, audience, thinking that Dan did wrong, <laughs> leaving me a bad, <laughs> bad taste in my episode. In the episode list that he was, you know, not a force, but, like, lucked upon. Mm -hmm. I was like, alright, Dan, you're gonna have to end this on a high note. Little did I know, Dan's gonna end on the highest episode yet. Like, the yeah. highest rated one. This yeah. one was the best in the series so far. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yep. Um, so that brings us to 32, Man or Machine. Great episode. Wonderful episode. One flaw at the end, but otherwise perfect. Yeah, I probably one of the solid recommendations to get someone into this yeah. show, if they're going in blind, yeah. like, you could impress them. Give them the razzle-dazzle with <laughs> this one. Um, so Dr. Gilmore, 003, and 009 are on a flight and eventually land in an airport, presumably in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Gilmore tells 003 and 009 that he needs to make a phone call as he is worried about something. I said he had to take a shit, but no. That's what it seemed like, yeah. but, eh, you know. I, I gotta that drop was... the kids off at the pool. <laughs> but, uh, so the way that this is, this, like, shot is set up is that it seems like the phone call is being made to 004 in mm -hmm. his apartment in Germany. Mm -hmm. He's there in on the vacation. Suspiria yeah. Apartment, sleeping. Yeah, and he's not... Being best boy. And he's not, like, he's still, this isn't a time skip, he's just on vacation yeah. now, presumably just visiting his home turf. Um, so 004 answers the phone, and uh, at Gilmore's request, he heads out to the German countryside... Uh, you know, as strange events have been reported surrounding this castle. And another thing, I don't know if you noticed, but this this episode's score was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, a lot of haunting melodies that we haven't heard before, not the same three themes over and over again. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, oh, the effort is here. No, it, yeah. no, and it, 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 we'll, we'll get into that as a lot of ways. And this is all done mostly silently, like, 
or with very yep. little dialogue. Samurai Jack episode. style. Yep. The, well, some of our, yep. I think, our preferred method of these yep. things yep. Yep. being done. Um, there's no like the Digimon dialogue every no. five seconds. No. That or kind no of... internal thoughts really. Yeah. Um, and show showing not telling. Yep. Yeah. Bolin, Dan. Theater master. <laughs> um. So. Uh, yeah, so, Gilmore informs 004 that he and the others are stuck at the airport, but they mm-hmm. will meet up with him later. Yes. So 004 parks his uh, car near the entrance to the castle as a dark storm rolls in and thunder Giant castle, huge property taxes. No one lives here, apparently. Yeah, a, a true a true manse yeah. out in the... Open yeah. to the general public. A Castlevania castle. Yes. Um, so 004 uh, enters the castle and he is startled by an owl flying <laughs> at him, which then... Uh, lands back in its nest and is it's just protecting its babies yeah um 004 explores the ruined halls of the castle and then goes up the stairs as security cameras hidden behind mirrors watches every move a large chunk of pillar falls from the ceiling which 004 dodges and a large rock hurtles towards him um which he destroys with a superhuman flurry of rapid punches one of the first time like one of the few times we see him do his like luffy punch yeah and i was like oh this is new and cool i like this um 004 realizes that obviously he is not alone and goes to find his attacker unaware that the assailant is above him in the shadows you know and has menacing glowing green eyes Mm. probably symbolic too of a jealousy thing there yeah so or just be green (laughs) okay yeah could be green too could be green too um Uh, so, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> why did we turn into those damn things from Nick the It's the voice we use. Yeah. This. It's like the, the our um, inner like worry warts. <laughs> like yeah, like the small text in Animal Crossing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what kicks in. I know, like our robot puns to last another. <laughs> so it's yeah. Um, uh. So the attacker records 004's movements and reflexes and analyzes them, analyzes them, and then opens fire on his target. Mm-hmm. Uh, 004 hides behind a pillar and recognizes the blast uh, as being that of a super gun the, or a blaster. The blasters <laughs> that they've been using. So. Uh, 004 chases his attacker and tries to shoot at him, but his gun is shot out of his hand, mm-hmm. and the pillars start to uh, come down. And he on rips him. off that glove again. I was like, "Oh shit, going down!" So he switches to the glove. You know, machine yeah. guns his way through one of these falling pillars. Mm-hmm. Uh, 000, uh, 0004. Four uh, <laughs> faces the silhouette of his attacker, only to be shocked that it is a, a doppelganger. Isn't that always the case of it? himself? Yeah, the Dark Link version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cross the tree one too many times. So uh, this this duplicate uses its uh, his electromagnetic it's like knife a badass buzzsaw on the side of his hand. Well, it's the thing we saw yeah, him. No, cooking, I know. Yeah, which was good. I was like, ooh, love this. And then an absolutely pristine fight scene yeah. unfolds where they're Wonderful. fighting each other with these hand blades. This is where the budget went. Um, and we get, like, a brief moment where Albert delivers a punch, which knocks the duplicate's head back. Oh, yeah. And then the head, like, you know, the... Unsettling, sputtering movements. The duplicate, like, creaks back Mm -hmm. up and repositions its head. All animated, you know, some of the best that we've seen. Yep. Um, so it, you know, and then it delivers a punch that sends him flying backwards, uh, you know, prompting him to try to hide for a second to get, like, a second wind... 
but the 004 duplicate calculates Albert's next move, uh, you know, right down to where he'll jump and shoot from, and counters with its own gunfire with pinpoint accuracy. Mm. Uh, Alfred's shoulder is injured, and he wonders how the robot can predict his moves and who built it. Albert tries using a missile attack at close range, but the again, the duplicate counters with his own, creating a blast that knocks them both back. And yes. we... This is one of the most, like, visceral, oh shit moments that <laughs> 004, like, screams yeah. when this happens. Um, Albert tries to hide for the time being, worried that, you know, since the robot has all, you know, the same weapons as him and the same abilities that he does and is programmed to predict his attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert gets... Uh, the duplicate's attention by shooting a stone chair sculpture and then hiding for a surprise attack, only for the duplicate to sneak up from behind, uh, grab him through a wall, and, you know, throwing him yeah. across the room. Beautifully done as well, because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like thrown through, grabs through the wall, up the wall, and thrown away. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Albert lies unconscious, dreaming of his past battles as a cyborg. And they had the CRT effect on it. Wonderful. Why yeah. we have this in more flashbacks? Again. I'm like, this is good. I don't know why they're pulling out. I don't know why they pulled out the stops for this, but you it was gave us goofy, derpy Animal Island last episode, and now this. <laughs> yeah, I. Who knows? But again, it it works very well, and yes. he he uh, you know reflects on his original remodeling by Doctor Gilmore and how uncomfortable he felt about mo- moving further and further away from mm-hmm. being human. Yeah. Um. Like. Like, I think there's a whole thing where Dr. Gilmore's like, oh yeah, your weapon systems are still intact, I just had yeah. to replace your shoulder with yeah. a, like, a, a more lightweight polymer. Yeah, you can keep getting updated to newer trends and technology and stuff, but yeah. 004 is against it because he doesn't want to lose more of his own self, right? Yeah. That's kind of the general mood. And then Dr. Gilmore seemingly arrives yeah. and tells the, uh, the now-conscious Albert that... You know, 004, that the duplicate was created using the latest technology to potentially replace him as an experiment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, ew! Like, at first I was like, why is he here? There's something going on. Like, is this his mind, like, playing tricks on him? Well, yeah, because sometimes Gilmore is sketchy Yeah, and I was like, ew! Yeah, Yeah. we don't know. Uh, Who's to say? Um, But Gilmore, this Gilmore berates Albert for relying on outdated components and not going further with his upgrades um, because he could become a more powerful weapon. Mm -hmm. Albert replies that he is not a weapon, um, but Gilmore just reiterates that he isn't human anymore, so therefore he is a weapon. Yes. Um, In order to prove his worth... Gilmore says Albert must prove that he is the superior weapon and vanishes. Mm-hmm. Albert struggles to get up and then staggers to a spiral staircase. Love and a spiral staircase. Climbing up. Yep. Um, you know if Jet was there, he'd go, I won't take the stairs. I can just fly. <laughs> or he'd go, yeah. going up. <laughs> Need a lift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so. Uh, the 004 robot chases after him up this staircase, uh, and Albert tries to slow him down by by Doing the Spongebob run cycle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, as the robot gets closer, Albert fires a missile at close range, Mm -hmm. uh, which hits the stairs and causes the robot to plummet back down to the castle's ground floor. Exhausted, Albert uh, attempts to head out of the castle's, uh, you know, entrance to the courtyard, but he is once again ambushed by the duplicate kicked, punched, and shot at point-blank range. Mm. Um, pretty intense, like, there's, like, the, the like the gut punch that he gets mm-hmm. where it, like, blows out his back, pretty much. Yep. Um, again, a lot of intensity in how these fight scenes are animated for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Albert is slammed into a wall, and the owl's nest and babies are knocked from the castle windowsill. My baby. And start falling. Yep. Um, with the, you know, the mother owl flying down to try to catch her babies. Uh, Albert is abl- about to be blasted by 004's missile, um, but he sees that the baby owlets are in danger. <laughs> First off, they don't look like baby owls. That's the one thing, because if you've seen a baby owl, it's horrifying. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, but I, I just wanted to throw that in there. Well, I, as best they could animate yeah, yeah, them without, yeah. like, you know... Seeming monstrosities, I assume. Yeah. Um, the robot falsely predicts that yeah. Albert will go right... And stutters. And, like, try to fire his machine gun, but Albert instead goes to save the owls, and so the duplicate's missile misses, and he is trapped in, like, a little, like, what? Like, moment, because he, you know, he didn't... And he didn't account for human empathy. Um... So, uh, Albert notices this, and he then goes after, uh, you know, the duplicate with a hail of gunfire and then a bunch of, uh, mm-hmm. blade slashes. Um, and they are fighting into the courtyard, beautifully animated yep. battle, the lightning and the thunderstorm is going on in the background. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, 004 manages to hit him with his own missile, uh, which pins the robot to a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tree is then struck by lightning, <laughs> and this electricity, you know, fries the dupe. And it looks really cool. It's like the skin is burned off. You can see, like, the chassis underneath. Yeah. It looks very nice. It's a full-blown, like, Terminator yeah. under there. Um, Dr. Gilmore appears <laughs> and is upset that his creation was destroyed and thinks that, you know, the mere cyborg just got lucky and that a game of proves nothing. <laughs> Not a game of skill. Yeah. Um, Albert moves towards Dr. Gilmore, and the sound of gunshots <laughs> ring out in the rainy air. Dr. Gilmore is revealed to be yet another robot duplicate. Who made Robo Gilmore? <laughs> well, we don't, yeah, yeah, we don't know yet. Um, so, again, he was impersonating the real thing so that Albert would doubt himself mm-hmm. and the situation at hand. Yeah. Um, you know, but he knew that the ro- robot Gilmore was a fake because... The real Gilmore valued him as a person and not as a tool or a weapon. And, like, the message we had with, like, saving the owls and stuff, he goes, like, oh, you know, us living things have to stick together, right? Yeah. Does that occur next, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, yeah. like, that's okay. the whole thing. Okay. He says goodbye to the owls. Yeah. And then um, it fades, and I'm just like, oh, what a brilliant end to an episode. But, you know, there's always a little bit too much. And I get I get why they had this final scene here. Yeah. I was like, you could have ended it there. It would have been fine. Yeah, they yeah. they definitely could have. And I just one one other thing I want to reiterate with mm-hmm. like why Gilmore they don't necessarily have to worry about him being you know a villain or anything. Mm-hmm. I there was I think there was a lot of stuff that we haven't seen in this version yet. If we do see it at all, where the whole reason that Gilmore betrayed Black Ghost was because. I think with 005 and prior, they mm-hmm. had... Black Ghost had been using faulty implants with them mm-hmm. because, like, they didn't care. Mm-hmm. And Gilmore's like, why would you not want... You know, these are humans. Yeah. Why would you not want them to keep to living? Like that, yeah. So Gilmore, you know, with all of the development that he's gotten in the general 009-verse, mm-hmm. would not favor the cyborg side over the human side yeah. he's like that's his whole thing mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh we we cut back to a cafe uh where uh 004, everyone but baby everyone but baby <laughs> where is ivan ivan hasn't been around in these episodes well he wasn't on the plane either yeah. so they, they left him at home he's with... off like on a beach somewhere <laughs> um uh, like in a colada <laughs> but zero zero four explains that he like 
you know, oh, I got a call from Dr. Yeah. Gilmore. Well, he shows up torn up and they're like, what happened to you? Yeah. And it's like, and he, he explains what yeah. happened. And Zero's just like, like, oh, you you did make a phone call at the airport. Who did you call? <laughs> oh, I, I called Chang yeah. because uh, I thought I left the iron on. So yeah, the baby can turn I was like, off. this is yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they start joking that uh, 006 <laughs> would make a great wife for Dr. Gilmore. Uh, the group imagines Six as, you know, uh, Gilmore's wife trying to cook and clean and make him laugh. And Dr. Gilmore says, I don't need a wife. I don't need no one. Not even Chang and Drag. Yeah. And then he gets all flustered and... And then uh, Albert laughs. <laughs> and like, I thought you were the mature one. I'm yeah. never getting married. Blah, blah, blah. So mm. it ends on a, on a not good I joke. Mean, I mean, uh, you could see why they did it because they want to show like some levity in 004's life yeah. after that heavy, heavy, heavy stuff that went yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, all the soul searching. But I think, and I stand by it, I'm sure you do too, strongest episode yet. So, color me surprised, Dan. Yeah, Pr- probably the best fight in the entire show. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like, the Samurai Jack quiet action mm-hmm. stuff, the the setting, the the moral of it, you know, it's... It's like Gendry Tarkovsky over here, or, with Primal. Uh, again, we get into that. Yeah. This fight was animated better than, like, Joe fighting Skull, yep. so it... It's surprised. It's very and There was surprising. no jello cannon. <laughs> and, and this shows, like, what they can do when they're animating those mm-hmm. fights. Like, it, again, they, they push the limit and it pays off for this episode. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, I mean, it was a strong bunch aside mm-hmm. from the one, but I get why you picked the one. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's continuing to grow on me this series. I'm yeah. glad we're doing this in the summer of Cyborg. Of course. Yep. Uh, obviously the last one we watched, clear standout, and I know in going forward that we have a few more standouts. If you're ready for some existential horror, yeah, be yeah. sure to tune in next week. I know that we go through a few more fillers, there might be a mummy involved, since you got Dino, <laughs> and you know I had to throw in the Ancient Egypt episode. Of course, yeah. Because that's the way I roll. But, um, Dan, before we go, after another successful episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake, is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media? Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Dennis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast Instagram account, and on Facebook mm. at the Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast page. You can find me, Jonathan Gwykowski, making mushroom puns on Instagram at LosingMyMindJK, uh, DrinkAndReadJK on Twitter, um, and then you can check out my other podcast, including Nightcaps of the Theater and Drink and Read, where I look at classic literature and such. Love to see you there. Awesome. Um, remember, as always, rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate the listens and your dedication during the Summer of Cyborg, but we're having a lot of fun time here. Yep. Yeah. So thank you once again, Dan, for another brilliant <laughs> analysis of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> and we got this far without making one Amoongus reference, but there goes that coin. So, yeah. It was among us the whole time, wasn't it? Oh, no. Mm, we're going to end on that. I'm all out of a bunch of shiitake. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Dead and drag. <laughs>anime was not a mistake we have one mission whether you be a magical girl a giant fighting robot a raccoon or just a fan of podcast in general we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question is anime a mistake while we obviously don't think so there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now is there 
As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.